What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Alex De Silva podcast. We hope you are well and having an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to another episode. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening. Now, let's get on with the show with your host, Alex De Silva. Another episode of the podcast, another week, another journey. I'm just following on from, from Matt's interview, which was really cool. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I want to talk to you, obviously, about my continued journey. So by this point now, I would be, be home for nine weeks. And it has been very interesting. So today is Thursday, the 30th of November. Yesterday was Wednesday. And on Wednesday evening, I had my first fall. (laughs) I'm laughing about it because I didn't hurt myself at all. I really did hurt myself. I actually laughed, but Lucy took it in a very different way. She was actually really upset by it. And... um, it took a lot of hugs and kisses, you know, just to, to sort of calm her down. And I wasn't really too sure because I genuinely didn't hurt myself. I actually laughed because for those of you who were born in the 80s, possibly even 90s, you remember that little toy that you used to get given. And it could be any kind of figurine, but you will press this little button and it will fall down. It would just kind of like all of a sudden it would just kind of like crumble on itself and you would just keep pressing this little button and this thing would just crumble. And um, I said to her, that's how I felt because I was putting the shopping away. Lucy was doing something. I got up because I needed to go into the kitchen anyway. We had some shopping delivered and I just started putting some bits and pieces away. And as I turned around, because I've got to wear these splints, these splints that I wear are quite high. And they're high at the front because I've got drop foot. My right foot is woken up, by the way, loads. Really, it's been it's been amazing. I'm sort of moving my my toes quite a lot now, which is really nice. The feelings and sensations are really, really coming back. So really cool little update. But anyhow, I turned around to go and put some chicken. I had a whole chicken in my hand. And I had something else. I think I had some bacon. And I had my frame with me, so I wasn't trying to walk on my own. I can probably take, I think, the most amount of steps I've done is probably about about nine, ten steps on my own without holding on to anything. And I kind of do it as a bit of a joke with, with the kids. So when we go and put the kids to bed, they have a bunk bed. And I prop myself up against their wardrobe. And I walk from the wardrobe to the bed, which if you're... I guess if you imagine the span of my arms, if I was to fall one way or another, I could catch myself. So we would never, I would never put myself in any danger. And Ruby loves it. She thinks it's hilarious. And she's always like, well done, daddy, because we count the steps. So obviously I'm doing a few more steps and she finds it really, really hilarious. She's a big supporter. Um, So anyway, so I'm walking towards the fridge and I'd left the fridge door open because I wanted to quickly chuck something in there and I was going to put the chicken in the freezer. And um, I think the splint, basically, they stop me moving sometimes. I'm starting to find I'm a bit restrictive because my legs are getting really strong again. And I'm finding my movement um, 
it's getting a lot better. You know, the strength of my legs, even my physio has said she was commenting. She's like, wow, we've only been working together. We had our second session this Tuesday, just gone. And um, she's like, honestly, the strength just over the two weeks we've been working together, it's been it's been amazing. You know, um, we had an assessment. So it's been like three weeks that we've seen each other three times. And even in that time, you know, she uh, she was making comments. And that's because I'm very determined. You know, I think I said to you, you know, if you if you've kind of been following the story from the beginning, I said to myself, look, I'm recovering 110%. Like there's no debate in that. And my body has, my body has recovered. I'm in no pain. Everything feels great. Um, I'm now at the rebuilding phase, which I'll talk about shortly. But I just wanted to touch on this for because it really made me laugh. And I literally crumbled like that little toy. And I made this noise where I was literally almost catching myself falling in slow motion. And I was doing this, oh, 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 hang on. <laughs> and I almost, thank God, because of the strength of my legs, I guess, I didn't really tumble. I didn't tumble forward. I kind of almost kind of went into a bit of a seated position. Um, and uh, I just, I kind of laughed it off. And Lucy was, she rushed into the kitchen. She's like, oh my God, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine, baby. I'm all right. Can you just take this chicken for me? And um She's like, let me help you up. I said, no, I'm okay, actually. Let me try and figure this out. Because I'd managed to get up from the floor before, not because I had fallen. Uh, we went to a really beautiful retreat for my birthday. It was my birthday on the 25th of November. And we did. Uh, we went to this lovely retreat. Um, and we did a cacao ceremony in the morning, which was really cool because I had to obviously walk myself into the ceremony room and then take my splints off and actually sit down and then get up off the floor, which I managed to do, which was really cool. That was huge. I've never, never had to try that before. So that was really, really big deal. The only time I've kind of got up um, uh, onto the floor and, and off the floor was if I went and played with Ruby in the bedroom because they've got a bunk bed. So I can sit in a lower bunk, slide myself to the floor, play with the kids. And then, you know, they've got steps so I can then help myself up on the steps. Um so yeah, so falling was 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 an interesting one. I got myself back up and Lucy was was worried because she was like, did you hurt yourself? Are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Honestly, I'm okay. You know, and, and obviously my bum, the, the muscle attrition was completely gone at the back of my legs. So bum, hamstrings, calves, it all went to sleep a whole lot. And you're talking with somebody who, who's who got very strong legs. I've got very strong legs and I've always had, you know, one of my, one of my best assets, as they would say, was my bum. I had a really good bum. I had really strong Brazilian, you know, Brazilian buttocks and um, I've always worked on them. So, you know, I've always done a lot of lifting, a lot of squats, a lot of lunges. So I've had no issues with, you know, with, and I, and I do, um, not not kind of cycling out on a road i do steady kind of cycling and you know i always have things at high intensity so anyway so my legs were good so from kind of just falling on my bum and i managed to get back up again gave her a hug and she was really upset by it and you know i said to her look i'm okay honestly so like what's going on what is it and it was it's hard you know and this is where i kind of this is where i stopped laughing now because it is really hard for lucy you know to see me in this situation because I'm vulnerable. I am very vulnerable. I'm not, you know, the the strong man that she she's always known. You know, I've always done 
MMA. I've always done CrossFit. I've always done some form of training or weightlifting. And so I've always been strong. I've always been very strong. I've always had the ability to, you know, when we've moved, you know, into our home and then we'll move back to where we are now, um, I'm running up and down stairs with things on my back. I've got, to, you know, like two twenty, two twenty two and a half kilo dumbbells on, you know, on each hand and I'm literally running up stairs. So I've always been very strong. I've never, never, you know, I've always loved uh, working out. So I guess for her to see me in this, um, in this position and to have fallen because she saw me fall um, was hard. You know, it was really hard for her. And, and I, um, I was a bit sad actually for, for her more than anything. She was really, really upset by it. And I was like, what's wrong? Like, talk to me. She's like, oh no, this isn't about me. Like, I want to make sure that you're okay. I was like, yeah, but you're really upset. I said, so, you know, I just want to make sure that you're okay. And, you know, and she kind of just explained briefly, you know, that it's hard for her, you know, and she she's obviously seeing me in, 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 in this position. And although I'm becoming more and more mobile, I'm able to do things a lot more. Um, you know, I'm still using a frame around the house because it's easier. Um, if I'm having to do things, I've got a little caddy, which has got a tray in it. So I can kind of carry things around. But I make, you know, I do the things I need to do. I got my bike now. I've got a new pedal. Some of you guys may have seen I bought a um, like a spin bike. So just, a, you know, a, yeah, just a bike for me to, to use for my legs. Uh, but it came with just a standard pedal. And because my feet, the muscles on my legs weren't strong, my, you know, my ankles were moving all over the place. So I managed to find some pedals that I can strap my feet in properly, like the ones that they have at the hospital. And I've been on this bike as much as I possibly can. I do half an hour every day um, on the days that I can. And, but pretty much uh, since I've got the bike, so I've been home for three weeks now and I've been on a bike three times a week at least. Um, and I still then do my, my usual body weight workouts as well for my glutes and my hamstrings and my legs. So, you know, I'm still doing my usual stuff, still do my pelvic floor exercises as well. So, you know, it, it's, although I, I'm getting better, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not walking freely. I'm walking with crutches. I've got my crutches just behind me here. Um, so when I go out now, I'm on the crutches. So I literally only use the frame at home and I use the crutches and I can move properly now. Like I'm actually really, I'm walking normally and I feel great using the crutches. It's, it's really good. Uh, but I did say to my physio that my splints are now getting on my nerves because they're, they're restricting me from walking. If I have to walk up a hill, it's really weird because my feet don't, they're not, I don't have the flexibility to be able to, to walk um, as I use. It's not that I don't have the strength that these bloody splints are getting in a way because they, they're at the front of my legs, not at the back. Um, I do have another pair of splints and I might start using them a little bit, but the only problem is they're really uncomfortable because they're like a, like a plastic and they've got this um, just like a little raised bit for where your, your feet arches. Um, and that can really rub sometimes. So I'm going to give them a go, see, see, see how that kind of goes moving forward and I'll, I'll report on it. But, um, yeah, the fall was tough, um, yesterday. Um, not for me, like I said, I didn't really hurt myself. I actually found it quite funny 
And when we sat down on the sofa, we were sat here, Lucy was sat next to me. And I said to her, I kind of started laughing and she was a bit, she was still a bit upset. And I said, imagine that toy. And she just then burst out laughing because she could imagine, she could see what I mean. And um, and then we started laughing and everything was okay. But, um, you know, over the last three weeks, there's been some, you know, some ups, some downs. I guess the biggest down for me is not being able to leave the house. There's been a couple of weeks. So over the last two weeks, so this week and week before, the kids have been at home a little bit. So they go to forest school and um, it's amazing. They absolutely love it. It gives them the freedom to go and explore outdoors. They get to learn, but they learn slightly differently. It's not like your mainstream school. Uh, we're not sending our children to, to mainstream school. We're going to homeschool them, home and educate them uh, because we can educate them, you know, in, in the right way. And, um, you know, we, we, we've seen that we're already doing a much better job, you know, already. Uh, so it, it's, 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 yeah. So we're going to continue with that. So they love forest school and it's incredible, but, um, you know, as children do, children get bugs and sickness and junior had a bit of diarrhea. So he was home last week for a couple of days. And then this week, uh, because this bug had kind of went on, some of the teachers ended up getting it. So I had to shut forest school for a couple of days. Um, but Junior went to one of our childminders, who's amazing. And Ruby was here with me uh, the last couple of days. And she's obviously a little bit older. You know, she's five and she's cool. They're both amazing children, um, you know, so well behaved and so kind and so loving. And um, I love having fun with them. But here's the thing. It's hard for me. Because when I'm home with the kids, I'm home with the kids. I can't go anywhere. The only time was, it was last week, I said to Ruby, should we go downstairs, take your scooter with you? So we literally just walked, not even around the block. Um, where I live, it's, it's like a community. So it's really lovely around where I am because it's very green. It's really beautiful. In the summer, it's lovely for the kids. So, you know, we kind of just started walking and it's winter at the moment in the UK. So we started to get really cold. So we just went for a bit of a walk and she started to get really cold. And I started to realize very quickly, bloody hell, I can't walk too far. So we literally just walked around the block, which I'd say it's maybe about 100 meters. Um, so it was just a short walk, you know, like a circle. And um, she was then kind of scootering up and down. Um you know, this kind of cul-de-sac is like just a little private area at the front of where we live. And she was just scootering up and down there for a little bit. And then she got cold and we went upstairs. That's as far as I could go. I wanted to try and walk to the park with her, which isn't really far. It's like not like five minute walk when I could usually walk with my normal legs. But um, yeah, it was tough, you know. So when the kids are here and I'm on my own with them, it's really hard because I can't go anywhere with them. And that's the bit where I really struggled, you know, not having that freedom to be able to move, being restricted by that is tough. It's tough mentally. Um, I am strong, you know, mentally and I and, and I don't need to kind of go into a self-pity or oh, poor me, my life, you know, oh, Gordon Requiner has taken everything from me because it hasn't. It's given me an, uh, uh, an incredible challenge. It's given me this opportunity to be able to voice what's going on, to actually talk about something which 
is serious. I'm experiencing this, you know, live every single day, you know, and I cannot get away from this. You know, I'm having to, unless I want to stay in the position that I'm in, which I don't and I never will, I have to work at this every single day. And somebody asked me the other day, what is the timeline? You know, what's the timeline for this? How long do you have to do this until, you know, like you're full on? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It could be next two months, three months, six months. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm telling you now, I'm walking freely. I'll be running. I'll be doing all the things that I used to do before. No questions. There is no doubt in my mind. There is no debating. You cannot tell me otherwise. I don't care who you are. You will not tell me otherwise. And and that's just a fact. And and that's what the facts I have accept I've accepted that I am I'm fully recovered, as I said, 110%. And now I'm at the rebuilding stage. So I'm rebuilding the muscles in my body, bowel, bladder, the legs. And obviously, you know, my feet then waking up. So I am now at the rebuilding phase. This is where I'm at. And I'm going to be rebuilding my body now. Every single day, I will do whatever I can in order to continue doing it. And on top of that, I'm also writing. I started doing some writing. Every person that I've spoken to recently, it's almost like this endless sign that I cannot get away from. And I've tried. Uh, people kept saying to me, oh, you know, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. And I've always thought to myself, you know, I don't now. Now I know that this is meant to be. So I've just accepted the fact that I'm an author and I'm going to write a book. So, you know, here we are. I've written a short book, um, which was a coaching program that Lucy and I created. And I then just over the years kind of carried on adding to it. So it went from having four stages to 10 stages. And it's only a small little book, um, which I self-published on on Amazon. And um and yeah, that was it, really. I kind of just wrote that. And it's a it's a lovely book. It's got loads of exercise. It's got all the exercise on there. Each stage is an exercise. It's called Stages to Fulfillment. And each chapter is a stage. So although it's a short book, it will take you quite a while to get through it if you do it properly. It should take you 10 weeks because each stage is a week. So, yeah, so you know, it's, it's something that we've taught people. I used to, you know, used to teach that to, to clients, still do, um, you know, teach people the stages to fulfillment, which is a 10 week, you know, program. So I've kind of done that before, but never something where I've had to sit down and write about myself. Um, I do videos, I do the podcast, more than happy to, you know, I've done, I do public speaking, you know, all of these things. I have no issues with, with talking, but when it came down to writing, for some reason, I thought, I'm not really creative in that way. And I started to realize that that's a lie. And it is a lie. I am very creative. I can write. And when I look back, I used to get straight A's pretty much in writing, you know, when I was doing English. And English is not my first language. I'm from Brazil. So Portuguese is my first language. Although I've been here longer than I have in Brazil. I came, I was born in Brazil, came to the UK when I was 11. And I am now 43. So I've been here longer than I have in Brazil. So I am more English than I am Brazilian, to be fair. Although I speak, you know, Portuguese fluently. Um, you know, language my my primary language is, is English. So I um started writing over over, you know, since kind of leaving hospital. I've just been writing notes, just been writing notes, writing notes, writing notes. And uh yesterday I spent an hour and just wrote a 
ton of stuff. So who knows? See what happens from here. So I'm I'm starting to write a book and I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how it's going to pan out, but, you know, I'm just going to write my experiences. You know, I'm going to write the things that I know and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. So I will keep you posted. So this is kind of how I've been feeling my time doing a podcast every week. I've been writing um every day, whether it's something just little, whether it's something big. Um, I've been doing my posts and just been training. Um, I also do meditation every single day. If the kids are here, obviously it's hard to do, but I try to do my conscious breathing because I do breath work. I teach breath work and just try to engage in the things that I know are good for me. And one of the things that I've seen with CES or called a recliner syndrome is it's lonely. It's a lonely journey. It's not an easy journey. It's not a journey where you can you know, you can rely on other people like the physio, like Lucy, like family, you know, my children, everybody who have been supporting me, friends who have been amazing. Um, but on a day to day basis, getting to where I want to be and where I want to go, that's my journey. No one can help me with that. The physio can come here. She'll do the hour with me and she's gone until the next week. So unless I do stuff myself. That's it. Like there is nothing, there's no one else is going to do it for me. And I have two choices. You know, I either sit here and ponder and wait and, you know, and just cry about it, or I fill my day up with things to do. Today, for example, was a bit more of a, I guess, a chilled out day. I'd kind of call it a bit more of a chilled out day. Um, the kids weren't here. They went to their little friend's house, so they've been having an absolute blast. Lucy went and pampered herself because she deserves it. And um, and I've just been here on my own. And my day-to-day is very simple. It goes like this. I wake up in the morning. We get the kids ready. I'll even make them lunch, or Lucy makes them lunch and makes them breakfast. We sit as a family for about an hour or so. So we play, we watch TV, there's cuddles and kisses, and when then we get them ready for school, they go. TV goes off, and this is me. I don't turn on the TV, I don't need to hear anything, I don't watch the news, I don't care. This is a self-journey. This is a journey about me. And one of the biggest things I've learned is I will not reach my goals if I am distracted by everybody else and everything else. I am not going to find the answers I need externally. So I made a conscious decision to not have anything on. The only thing I will have on is either a video or a podcast that's going to help me in my journey. And then what I'll do, I'll either sit here on the sofa or I'll go in my bedroom and I will do a 20 minute meditation, either completely silent or I will do some conscious breathing. Um, or today I listened to a guided meditation for the first time in years. I don't listen to guided meditations, but it was one that I remembered being really nice and it was lovely. And I really enjoyed it. I was blissed. So I did that. And then I did half an hour to 45 minutes on the bike. Today wasn't 45 minutes, it was about 35, but it was just a nice easy one because yesterday I did a minute on, a minute off. So it was for 30 minutes and it was a minute, just normal pace, and then a minute blast out for a minute. Crank up the, the resistance, 
and then just go hard and then just rest again. Um, I was doing two minutes on and uh, sorry, two minutes off, one minute on. But yesterday I cycled for about five minutes and then I wanted to kind of give 25 minutes off just to see how that feels. And uh, felt quite nice, actually. It was good. So then today was just sat on a bike, did the half an hour, got it into a nice, a nice uh, resistance, but nothing that I'm, I'm not heading uphill. Today is my let's just move day. So there is some resistance. So I'm, you know, getting blood into, you know, into the legs. I'm exercising the legs. I'm still kind of building, but not at the point where, you know, I can't feel my legs. So, you know, today was just, and that's how I kind of alternate. And then I'll go and have a shower, you know, do the bits I need to do. I lie on the bed. I do my bed exercises, which usually generally tends to be, I lie down on my front and try to lift my legs towards my, my bum. So obviously that's to help my glutes and my hamstrings. So I do that nice and slowly and then, you know, try to lower my legs down as slowly as I possibly can. Now, listen to this. Three weeks in, in hospital, uh, one of our friends who's a physio, she asked, she programmed for me to do that exercise. I tried to do it and I could not lift my legs off the bed. Could not lift my legs off the bed. My legs were planted on the bed. Could not move them. Now... I can do three sets of 15. I can definitely do more. I know that. But because I do this, you know, sort of daily or every other day, should I say, um, I don't need to rush. I don't need to be killing reps. Um, I'm trying to do them nice and slowly and just start to kind of build, you know, resistance and, you know, and rebuild kind of the the muscles around the hamstrings and, and the glutes. So, and then after that, I would do some some glute bridges. I do some pelvic floors, and yeah, and that's it. And then I kind of go about my day. I come in the living room. Um, I might do some writing. I'm doing a podcast. Actually, this afternoon, I decided to. I was feeling a bit tired, and just decided to have a nap. You know, and this is listen. This is my day. I'm kind of sharing it because I know that there is a lot of you who are going through your your CES journey. So this might be something worth you know um, just kind of listening to, but. I, I plan my day. I plan my day. There is, you know, my day is very much the same, but I plan the day out. So I know the exercises I have to do. I know exactly, you know, when I eat, you know, when, when I have to do things, when I, you know, like it's all kind of planned out for me and I enjoy it. It makes my day go by. Today was a bit of a slower one, but I'm happy with it. You know, I'm really happy with it. I got to just relax a little bit. My body clearly needed it. So I had a little nap. And I don't beat myself up. You know, this is a, a lonely journey, but this is a journey I also want to enjoy, you know, and it's not easy. You know, CES is not easy. It's not easy, you know, trying to, someone knocks on the door. We've had things delivered to the house recently and, you know, someone buzzes in, I let them in, then I have to walk to the door to then go and meet them at the door. And <clears throat> it's a pain. It's a pain in your ass. I'm getting quicker on my feet, don't get me wrong. But for those of you who who are going through this, who have had spinal injury or who have had to learn to walk again, it's a pain in the ass to have to try and get yourself up. And it's not just like you stand up on your own. I have to use a frame to pull myself up and then, you know, and then I'm having to then walk. And it's um, sometimes it felt degraded. Sometimes it feels like a pain in the ass. Sometimes it feels like I'm not um, a man. You know, sometimes I feel like 
oh, for Christ's sake, like I still have to keep doing this, you know, and I haven't got to the point, but I'm going to say it because I know sometimes I feel it, but it, it's just, it's a passing thought of, oh, I've got to do this another day, like another day I've got to get, just do this again. And I'll be honest, like it's it can be boring. It, it is boring. Like I'm not the kind of person, and Lucy Lucy knows, it's I'm not the kind of person to do, to be at home all day, every day. So that in itself has been a challenge, which is why I've been doing my meditations, which is why I, you know, if I'm going to consume content, I try to consume good content or I read. I have several books that I'm reading at the moment. And, you know, I consume, you know, my my mind, body, spirit with things that are healthy, that are things that are going to propel me. Uh, to the next level you know I've got aspirations you know I'm now I'm 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 writing a book you know I'm writing a book I wrote a short book before now this is going to be a proper one so I'm writing a book and I'm doing my podcast every week these are my commitments I do my exercises my meditation I do all the things I need to do every single day I I'm not working um, because that just takes full time so we've made a decision look you're not going to work um, I'll do some coaching. I'll do some breath work for people that want to, because that I can do. Um, but that's kind of as as far as it goes. You know, my you know my my business that I had before, I've just kind of just left that for for the time being. I'm not doing anything with it, and um, and we're good. You know, we're good. You know, this is kind of my focus. But one of the things that I really love is giving me a focus. This has given me a focus like nothing before. You know, being able to do this, being able to voice what's going on for me, hopefully helping, you know, somebody who's struggling with CES because CES is not easy. It sucks. It's not easy to, you know, to have to rely on a frame. If I go and cook something, I have to pull up one of those chairs. I've got, a, you know, one of those chairs that I that I can sit on, like a stool. And don't get me wrong, I like sitting on a stool because I have my podcast in the kitchen. I'm cooking my steaks or my burgers or whatever it is, you know, all eggs. I'm cooking all my stuff and I'm just sat there. I'm listening. I'm blissful. I'm loving life. But it is a struggle. It's not easy. Do I want to be doing that? Although I'm enjoying the moment. Yes, I'm enjoying the moment. But is it something I want to be doing? No, it sucks. I don't want to be in this situation, but I can't run away from it. So I've accepted it. And that's the number one thing I think will help a lot of people. If you're struggling with mental health, if you're struggling with CES, if you're going through the CES journey, accept that you're on the journey, accept that you're in this journey, that there are going to be days where you're going to fly and there are going to be days where it's going to suck and it's going to be shit. And you're going to think, oh, I don't want to be in this anymore. Having to wear the splints, they suck but my feet are asleep. My right foot has woken up. My left one is, you know, taking its time. Why is it taking its time? It's taking its time because it was the last one to go. So it's having a rest. Have a rest, baby. Enjoy yourself. But you're waking up. And, it, and I know it's waking up because it keeps, you know, it keeps doing the movement thing. As I'm moving my, my fingers, if you're, because you're listening, you're not, you're not going to see it. You know, as, as I move, you know, sometimes when I move my fingers or if I move my right foot, the left one starts to do it too, but it's on the inside. 
and only people that are going through CES will understand this. It's like the nerves are moving on the inside and I can feel it now as I'm trying to move the toes on my left foot. My left foot is woken up. It's there. It's just catching up. It's like, listen, dude, I carried you while you were going through pain, while you were going through, you know, through your sciatica, whilst the, the, the right one went to sleep, I was doing all the work. So I'm resting. And I'm like, cool, dude, you rest. You rest because I need you back 110% exactly as the right. And that's how I speak to myself. You're coming back 110%. If you need to rest, rest. But we're rebuilding. I'm going through the rebuilding phase. You're going to catch up. We're good as gold. My body reacts to it and it says, okay, let's do it. I don't speak to my body in a way of, oh, poor me. I know my life sucks, you know, and this is it. My life's over. It's not. This is the beginning of my life. I am rebuilding something. Now, I have no idea what's going to happen. I have zero idea. I had a plan of building a recruitment agency before I went into hospital, before any of this happened. I was doing very well financially. And then all of a sudden it sucked. I didn't have a team. I wasn't building anything. I was starting from scratch. And then all of a sudden, I was like three months in and it started to take off. And all of a sudden, I'm in the hospital for five weeks and it just went dead. And I thought to myself, what's the priority? Because my thought process was I took my laptop to the hospital to work. And I was thinking, hang on a second. No, don't do this to yourself. Don't start being, yes, I'm probably going to start making a ton of money, but I'm going to be in this bed for months I don't have that luxury and I don't want to be in this bed for months. Five weeks was more than enough, more than enough. And that was with me working hard every day, every day from being disabled, not being able to walk, paralyzed to walking out of there using the frame. You know, and now I can go up and down the stairs, you know, I can do all sorts of things. And I'm walking with the crutches, as I said, you know, I can go outdoors. I don't go out on my own because obviously I'm, you know, I, I'm still kind of not 100% confident or stable enough to do it, but I'm getting there. You know, that's kind of the next stages for me, but I will do it when I know I'm ready. I'm not running before I can walk. You know, I'm, I'm respecting myself. I'm treating myself with, with the utmost care because that's the one thing I know I deserve. And if I'm going to get to the 110% mark, which I will, I have to be patient. I have to do the work. I have to be able to look at myself every single day with loving eyes, with kind eyes, with stronger eyes, with passionate eyes. And even when I'm struggling, I have to be vulnerable and I have to be able to go through this process. And a lot of the times I'm going through this process on my own. Nobody's helping me to go through this. Sure, Lucy's always here. You know, she's here to speak to me. She's here to hug me and kiss me and love me and you know and she's been incredible so have my parents and children and friends you know and I've had you know endless support even from people that I don't know and you are all incredible honestly you all are and these you are the people the individuals who are also possibly going through this journey on your own and if you're going through the journey on your own there is not going to be Anybody on this planet, even though every single one of you have been amazing, no one is doing this for me. I am doing it for me. And you are the only person that can do it for you. And this is the thing where acceptance is huge. I've accepted. I woke up that the, the morning after the operation, I was paralyzed. I just about moved my legs back and forth, but my legs were like jelly. You know, my quads, thank God, didn't go asleep. 
So, you know, there was some movement there, but I can't walk, couldn't walk. All of a sudden, here I am today, you know, and it's a different journey. And I, and, you know, my body is healed. The scars are all good. Everything is good. I'm so grateful because I know that's not everybody's story. But here's one of the things I've learned continuously is the body heals itself. It does. First and foremost, it heals with acceptance. I've been doing this, this healing work for years, and you will see it in my book. You will see it in my journey. If you follow my journey backwards, if you go to the beginning of these, you know, the, the podcast, you will see, you know, I talk about my journey. I've almost died when I was 10 years old. I suffered from a, a, another rare condition, which uh, was um, chicken pox. But the chicken box broke inwards. So we kind of everything just burst inwards and I couldn't eat or drink for about, I think if I remember, it was about 11 days. And I was literally getting to the end um, and I almost died. And thank God, you know, this doctor saved my life. Basically, he was, you know, um, that was like last chance saloon, the last hospital we went into in Brazil was literally last chance saloon because nobody could find a solution. Nobody could understand what the hell was going on. This is in 90s, 90, 91. So, you know, um, we don't have the tech, we didn't have the technology that we do today and probably the research and, you know, as, as much as we do now. And so, yeah, so that was extremely rare. And thank God for this man. I've never seen him again in my life, but I, I thank him every single day when I think about that story. You know, and, you know, and, and I went through, you know, mental, physical, you know, sexual abuse. That's not something that's new. I've experienced that stuff throughout my life. And, you know, I've been through addiction, you know, over a decade, you know, of, of addiction. I was addicted to cocaine. I was addicted to alcohol. I was addicted to sex. I was addicted to porn. I was addicted to relationships. I was addicted to anything I can get my hands on. And it wasn't as in, you know, I'm either all in or all out. You know, I've been in recovery now for almost seven and a half years. So, you know, I've been through the journey. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I get myself and I start doing healing work. I start doing coaching. I start working with a Buddhist monk, start learning about mindfulness and meditation and then getting to breath work. And then I start doing uh, uh, shamanic work. I start doing ceremonial work and I do plant medicine bufo mushrooms ayahuasca you name it and the healing journey has been incredible incredible completely has changed my life completely changed my life and you know and and i teach this stuff now thank god you know i have such a beautiful life where i get to teach these things i get to coach people you know and and go through you know ceremonial journeys breathwork journeys coaching and you know and looking after the mind body spirit that's what i focus on so i've learned that i can heal myself and i have healed myself so many times and you know this has been no different you know and the one thing that is really important to understand is the mind is the most powerful machine on the planet i don't care what anybody says about ai the brain is the most powerful machine on the planet why because it created things like ai it took a human to create something like ai so you know i'm not going to get into it but it just gives you we don't even know and i've experienced it Trust me when I say this, I've experienced what the possibilities are. You know, I've gone into breathwork sessions where I've left my body. I've gone into, you know, ceremonial sessions where I've met the creator. I've hit source. I've been there. I've experienced it. And, you know, and I've experienced things that, you know, just words cannot describe. And so I have I have uh, uh, an inkling 
I know nothing, but I have an inkling. And I've been learning throughout my years what is possible, what our capabilities are. And just with what I've learned so far, but with myself, just trying to learn what my menu, what the, not menu, what my manual is, my personal human manual, how this function, how this Alex De Silva works, I've learned that I can heal myself time and time again. I have learned that I can become stronger in mind, in body, in spirit. I've learned that I can become more, I can become kinder, I can become more loving, I can become more compassionate, I can be even more passionate, I can share knowledge, I can do all of these incredible things by just going within, by speaking to myself. Another thing that is so important, acceptance, mindset, how you speak to yourself. Bruce Lee said, don't ever speak to yourself in a negative way, even as a joke, because your brain doesn't know the difference. It just relays the information and you will receive that energy. Everything you put out, you receive. Try and test it. Be mindful around the things you say and have a look at the experiences you have in your life every single day. I guarantee you, once that clicks for you, you will never, ever ever speak to yourself in a negative way again. That's something that I always, always am mindful of. And if I do it, I change it. Why? Because my life is amazing. I went through hell. I went to hell and back. I went to hell and back so many times. People talk about rock bottoms. I've been there so many times. And believe me when I say it, I'm not sharing it to brag. I'm sharing it to give you some flavor, to give you some inspiration, to give you something to grab onto before yourself. Because trust me when I tell you this, I am not special in any way, any way, shape or form. I came from nothing. My family were humble beginnings, humble beginnings, not even humble beginnings. We were poor, poor. I didn't experience the broke poor, I experienced when we were coming out of that and we were poor you know all the houses I grew up in Brazil were either made out of wood and if they were made out of bricks they didn't last very long and a lot of them have been torn down because they were just that's how poor we were like I did not grow up in luxury whatsoever I have built everything that I am today because I have learned the know-how I've learned to do it and the one way to do it is to have that mindset that I can do it. I can do this. And you just have to do it for today because that's all there is. And that's all I do. You know, my day plan is only for today because there is no tomorrow. Tomorrow doesn't exist. And I don't take the advantage of tomorrow. When I say to you, you know, I don't have the luxury, it's because I don't have the luxury. I don't have a a uh, a crystal a crystal ball that says, Right, Alex, you're going to live until you're 90 years old and this is how your life's going to be. Uh-uh. That's not how life works. There is no guarantee. Do you think I knew that I was going to get called a requirement syndrome and I was going to be paralyzed and I had to learn to walk again and then I'm going to be doing this now and sharing this information with you? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But when I go deep within and I see and I sit, in meditation, which I do, 
and I start to understand myself. I start to realize who I truly am. I go into, into the beautiful things. I go into the darkness. I go into the pain. I go into the anger. And I try to experience these things and understand who I truly am and to accept that I am all of these things. I am the unconditional love, you know, the bliss. I am enlightenment. I am. I am all of those things. But I also am the darkness, the the the, the anger, the resentment, the fear, you know, the darkest possible thing you can think of. I am. But I choose not to be. And that's the difference. It's not about being scared of it. I have no fear of it today. I was so fearful of everything. Today, when I came out of that of that operation, the fear was gone. And I say this, something shifted. Something shifted. And I came out and I felt peaceful. And I remember then just making that decision to myself that everything I do, I do in a day. I will always try to be the best that I can be. I will always try to speak as honestly as I possibly can. I would always try to be humble. I would always try to be loving. I would always try to be kind. And just try to rebuild myself by speaking to myself in ways I have never spoken to myself before. Because I used to speak to myself in ways I will never actually say it to anybody else. You know, I would be that dark. I would speak to myself in ways I've tried to, you know, I've said to myself, I need to just kill yourself. Like, just get rid of yourself. Like, you are fucking useless. I would say bad stuff like that and worse to myself. I would have those conversations today. Absolutely not. I love my life. I would never do such a thing. My life is precious. I love every single moment of my life, even those times, even the challenges. Why? Because in the challenges, it shows me how powerful I am. It shows me how strong I am. And I see it in the quarter requirement group, you know, people when they're struggling and how they're coming through it, people that have been doing it for years, and they're still struggling, but they go with it. They keep doing it every day. And every single one of you are such inspirations because it shows me I'm early in, like I'm not, I'm in my ninth week. It's not like I've been doing this for years. But the thing is, for me, my life has prepared me to get to this point. You know, my life has prepared me for this, you know, and I understand it today. So everything you've been through has been preparing you to this point. Don't waste the day. Don't waste the moment. Plan your day. Do the things that you can. Build on the things that you can't. When you build on the things that you can't, the things that you can grow. The things that you can grow. So you have to go into the challenges. You have to go into the weakness. You have to go into the pain. Because when you go in there, when you go into those places, that's where you thrive. That's where life changes. That's when you get to the point in life where you go, I'm so sick of this. I'm going to do this and I'm just going to do it today. And you then you get through today and then you realize that you get through the next day and the next day and the next day. And then you look back and you go, wow, I don't struggle to get up off the sofa that much anymore. God, that's interesting. God, I could actually lift my leg up now. God, I can actually do this. And these little things and they happen quickly because you're focused on something that means so much to you. And it doesn't matter whether it's CES. It doesn't matter whether it's mental health. It doesn't matter whether you're trying to lose weight. It doesn't matter whether it's nutrition. The effort is exactly the same. It's about putting that focus in, accepting where you are, putting that focus in, working on that mindset with 
gratitude, with thanks, with those affirmations, how you speak to yourself, how you affirm who you are, how you affirm the outcomes you want in your life. If you hear how I say, I have recovered, my body is recovered 110%. I am now in the rebuild phase. I'm rebuilding my muscles. I am getting stronger in mind, in body, in spirit every single day. And I say that because that's an endless journey, because that's a journey that's going to continue. But I'm going to be stronger than I have ever been before. And before this has happened, I was strong. After this, as every single day continues, I feel it. I am stronger than ever. And you will see a version of me as it continues to, as we continue moving forward, that you have never seen before. I have never in my life even said such things, but I have seen what my capabilities are. And I'm saying this to you because I know you can do it too. I am not somebody that is massively educated. I am somebody that loves to learn. That's the difference. I'm not academic. I love to learn. I learn about life. I learn about the things that I have a passionate about and I just continue to do them every single day. And look, I hope that you are enjoying these these sessions. I hope that you're enjoying the, the journey. I hope that your journey is 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 going well. Embrace the challenges, embrace these times because they are only going to make you stronger. Listen, thank you so much as always just for, for listening. And the one thing I always ask, like, share, share your comments, you know, because it really helps me to, you know, just to get the word out there for Call the Requiner. That's something I really want to, to do. I want to really bring awareness to Call the Requiner syndrome so people understand what it is. People understand the, the, the challenges and how, how serious it is. You know, it's such a rare condition that so many people, when I talk about it, they know nothing about it, but it's so serious, you know, and I'm so grateful every day, you know, that, I wasn't left completely paralyzed, you know, from the waist down, you know, that I, yes, I lost complete feelings on my bowel and bladder and I couldn't walk, but I was able to heal myself, you know, with all of the things that I do. I was able to really thrive and continue to work through this and to become the best that I can be. And also more importantly, share this knowledge, you know, and continue to share it because my journey, as I said, you know, I'm still so early in. And I want to keep sharing it. And I hope that you can share it too. And I look forward to catching up to you on the next one. Thanks for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can overcome issues caused by mental health, go to alexdesilva.co.uk. That's www.alxdasilva.co.uk. See you on the next one. Be great, be fantastic, and be absolutely phenomenal. Take care.